0: welcome to our second night of debate recaps now of course if you're listening in we ran these both on thursday which i told Jen was saturday they're going to run both tomorrow we had our double decker all debate all debate recaps all day long hopefully you guys are getting as drunk listening to them as we did watching them live and uh i'm here welcome I'd like to welcome in a very special guest. I'm sure you have heard her, seen her, tweeted at her, uh, Jen the Libertarian, also known as Jen Monroe. Welcome for the first time to what is a de facto Electric Liberty Land, because I'm hosting it, but is also a debate recap.
1: Thank you for having me. This is so wonderful, and I'm sure everybody is As drunk as we are right now, so please (laughs) go on.
0: (laughs) We'll see. Howie Snowden also has come in to join me as my fellow lion. Howie, I know you were just drinking beer, and I want to find out what Jen was drinking too, because she, I think she was hoping we were going to be super trash, which means we think she's super trash. But Howie, what are you drinking? How drunk?
2: So besides beer, my wife opened. I don't know where she got it. It was a can of. It was like lemonade, vodka, and limoncello. And she took a sip and was like, yeah, this is garbage. And I'm like, oh, let me see. I mean, it's not that bad. I'll drink it. <laughs> yeah, besides that, I've been drinking a uh, dogfish head uh sour ale.
0: Yeah, nice. That's pretty good. So, wait, Jen, what are you down over there?
2: Well, because
1: I am a professional, I am drinking Trash Palomas. Yeah, and if you f- want me to explain this to you, I can. Yes, please. Okay, so to, to try to... to trying to make this somewhat a short explanation of what a trash Paloma is. Um, this kind of started with Matt Welch and everybody blames it on me. It kind of started with Matt, but here it is. You can, if you want to leave your house and go and have a actual Paloma that involves grapefruit juice and all sorts of other ingredients, or you can stay in Sometimes your house. i
0: writing this down kids so you can make it at home. Yeah, remember that grapefruit juice and a bunch of other shit. (laughs) All right, continue.
1: (laughs) Or you could stay in your house and get a bottle of white tequila and fresca, and you can have what I'm having right now, and you can mix this however you want. So, yeah, I um, this is my third, I think.
0: Nice, nice. So it's just tequila.
1: I I don't
2: know. I've lost tequila and fresca. Did you put grapefruit juice in too, or is that optional? That is optional.
0: Okay. I love Prescott, I will say. I know it makes me sound like a bourgeoisie fool, but I love it. it it's so good. I remember I used to bug my mom to buy it. Mm, something about it. Never had it. It's good. That and Orangina. Orangina is even better. It's like an Orange Julius. It's like if you took all this the cream out of an Orange Julius, that's an Orangina. No, I nobody did, does Orangina please. fans.
1: <laughs> well, well, you both have to get down with this. So there you go. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, I'm drinking... A uh, a ghetto michelada. I have some bloody mary, thick and spicy bloody mary mix, and I'm just dumping into Modelo. So that's what I'm chugging down here. And I'm about uh, I'm about one one big big pounder deep. So I gotta I gotta pound this and then pound another one during this, and then we'll be all on the same playing field. I think. Yo, know, initial reactions. Other than this thing was way too goddamn long and there's way too many people on stage. Jesus, Jen. Initial reactions. What what was your what was your overall impression of this debate? And then we'll get into some nitty gritty specifics. So just give me the, the 10,000 foot view of the debate from your, from your uh, perspective.
1: 10,000 foot view. I have to say much the way I felt about the first round of debates, night one was way more interesting than night two.
0: See, like, I didn't see night one. Did you, Howie? did you watch the first night or no? No, yes. but
2: I listened to the Lions of Liberty recap this morning.
0: Nah, no, see, I've not listened yet. Okay, Jen. So what was different between last night and tonight? Like it was just less fire, just less less specific points.
1: It it was like I'm I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this. Um night one on this particular round, and uh, again, if you if you have not been keeping track, this is the second round of this, so we're actually on like our eight of yeah. debates that we've <laughs> watched on this. But our one, especially with like, we we had like Warren and Bernie and everybody else on the stage and Marianne who stole the show, obviously.
2: <laughs> but
1: it was just, there was a lot more substantial policy debates going on on night one than there was on night two. And I felt that way about the first round. I feel this way about this round too, where a lot of, of the candidates on stage were basically just kind of bumper stickering this. And I, it just, it wasn't as interesting to me this night as it was last night.
0: Okay. Uh, So it was, and so that's your overall take. What about you, what was your overall quick impression of the entire three hours? (laughs) Like I said, I have specific things we're going to talk about, but just, yeah, we're fresh off it right now. So what do you think taking it all in?
2: So it started off, I was kind of annoyed because it was just like the Biden-Kamala Harris show for a while. I was like, what the fuck? Isn't anyone else going to get to talk? And then, you know, I love this shit and there were some great points, but then when it got over two hours, it was just too long. It's like, please, then, just wrap it up. But there were yeah. there were some highlights that I'm sure we'll get into.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get into the highlights. Yeah, I, I agree that at two hours, I think would have been enough. You know, it's just like, the problem is that they get onto these topics. Like, I... How long did they spend on you know the environment where everybody's agreeing, to saying the same thing? You know they got into what fifteen minutes about the bus shit that they already got into the the debate before it. Why bring it back up? Why I mean, did we need I to think, hear it.
2: Yeah. Do we talk about healthcare for an hour?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, the if first hour of the whole debate.
2: Like, I mean, not the healthcare is not important, but we're also in the middle of the longest wars in U.S. history, and we spend half of the debate on healthcare. Yeah.
1: It's it's going to be the healthcare election, honestly. And that depresses the fuck out of me. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, even in the first round of debates, there was a substantial amount of time spent towards talking about healthcare. And then obviously tonight, there was a, a substantial amount of time spent talking about healthcare. But overall, it's just like, we just... It, I say four hours. It was really closer to five hours of debate that we just consumed over two nights. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's just for us, by us, for us, no normal person is watching this shit right now. Like nobody who is planning on even voting in the primaries is like, hey, it's July of 2019. Let me watch four <laughs> hours of debates between twenty fucking candidates, <laughs> and yeah, like this is it's biased for us.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. In truth, I would rather see them do this in like a Sweet Sixteen matchup style. Like, wouldn't that be far more interesting? And and you space it out. You have half an hour debates between two people. You know, you choose, you have five minutes on uh, six topics, and you just go back and forth debate style. Winner gets voted on, kind of like American Idol. Winner gets voted on by the populace, or even make it something even shittier. Make it the uh the Democratic and you know, Republican uh vo- you know, voters that are gonna be putting forth the super delegates. Make it those people can vote. Whatever it is, televise those. But don't do this three-hour marathon bullshit. Cause I agree, no one's watching it. I mean, I had, I know I had to do a show, so I'm like, okay, I must watch it. But God, you know, like like during that healthcare shit, I was tuning out. I was like, you know, thank God I can tweet and read other people's shit on it. I was like, I'm
2: insane do they actually think that this like socialist healthcare is what the American people want? Like, it's not just New York and California voting. Uh, There's a reason why you lost uh, in the electoral college. It's people hate Obamacare. They're not going to be excited about the government taking over all of it. And I'm sure to plenty of like regular people banning private insurance is a pretty scary thought. So I don't know. They're, (laughs) they're all, they're losing this one.
0: Well, and, and to see the people turn on, you know, anybody that dare venture the taking pope, the taking people's insurance away, like Bennett, I actually thought was kind of interesting. He's a little bit goopy, you know, like I expected him. And to Bennett, if you don't remember, he's like Michael Bennett. He just kind of has this doofusy voice. Uh kind of he sounds like a guy who just goes, uh over and over again. But he made some. He talks, good talks too slow, too. He does. Oh God, his opening statement was so slow. It's like
2: out with it, out with it. Come on. I'm man.
0: Michael Bennett. So, but he had a good point about taking people's private insurance away and taking away like the workplace, you know, and having people get workplace insurance and all that and, you know, take that away. So there were some good points, but yeah, it just went on and on and on. And I just don't think people in general are going to subscribe to anything that is going to put them in a precarious position where they have to trust the government to take care of their healthcare. Like, I know people like to pretend, and I was just doing a whole show raging about how people are given, you know, want the nanny state to take these things over. But do you guys actually think that, the everyday American would trust the government to take care of health care? I mean, Jen, do you no. think that, yeah, right? I mean, what's your thoughts?
1: And and even going back to the first night of the round two debates, Delaney tried to make that point to everybody. Is like, okay, these, these, these policies that you're proposing, like Medicare for all, Green New Deal, mm-hmm. these are not going to play well in the general. And he basically got told like, shut up centrist (laughs) but it's like he he tried he god god bless him he tried his best to try to put that out there but yeah it's like it's you're pandering to a certain group of people who it it seems like they are much more there's much more of them than there actually are and this is what happens when you think that twitter is more like representative of what the voting demographic is than it actually is and so you have this group of people who are very vocal on twitter and so it it kind of creates a dialogue and it creates like this narrative and so many people have bought into this that are actually running as democratic nominees but it's like you're pandering to a group of people who are actually in real life Mm -hmm. very small and it's hard to tell where the middle is because they're silent like you can't like we don't know because they're quiet like i don't you can't tell so what you're pandering to is not the kind of people who are going to get you the votes in november of 2020
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, de Blasio actually had, most of de Blasio's points are terrible. And a lot of these people, you can sum them up. Like, you know, honestly, I want to just put you, I think, I can't remember which one of you mentioned that it was just bumper stickering. Jen, I think you did. But it's like, you can put all they're saying on a bumper sticker. Like Andrew Yang, he has some interesting things to say, but it all comes back to his one idea. He has one idea and it's give everybody money. Everything comes back to that one fucking idea. Every single concept. Women, the page gap, give the money. Entrepreneurship, give the money. And I loved, I'm getting ahead of myself.
2: Dude, he's breaking the stereotype though that Asians are good at math. He (laughs) he clearly is not good at math.
0: (laughs) Totally, totally. But, But like de Blasio, his one thing is tax the rich, but at least I give him credit. At the end, you know, they were talking about this impeachment shit. And he's like, he's like, look, uh, I'm for impeaching him, but the average American doesn't care the guy who, they want you to focus on their problems. Why would they give a shit about impeaching trump? They don't fucking care
1: yeah it's it's just like again, going back to that kind of pandering to a certain online bubble of people who i mean this this whole kind of democratic debate at this point in the election cycle i mean we're July of two thousand nineteen. Like, the fact that we're even having debates at this point is insane, yeah. if you really think about it. But obviously, these people are pandering to a certain crowd. And like I said, I don't think that this is going to play well in the general. Like, what they're saying is not going to play well. And I don't, like, this is all political theater at this point. Like I said, it's by us, for us. And it's for us to consume, all of us who are in the bubble to mm. talk about and nobody who is like an actual normal rational sane human being is watching any of this shit right now like none of nobody no. we're, we're
0: all mad we're all insane yeah. we're all drunk yeah. and insane
1: <laughs> like no no normal person just consumed 4 hours of democratic debates over 2 days like yeah. nobody did this it's just us
2: yeah agree they they're in a real catch 22 though it's like you can't win the primary with positions that will win you the general like yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're screwed the things you have to say to win this primary will lose the general election for sure yeah, I, don't know on- you, I don't know if you could do a total like flip right after the primaries i don't know <laughs> how to play That's well what i was <laughs> thinking right <laughs> then they'll show all
0: the clips of you flipping on your on your own words and that'll crush you in the later election and trump will use that against you no they, they are completely screwed and i i swear to god we were talking about this months and months ago when aoc started coming out and getting popular was like look man she's going to push all these people to the left and they're going to have to take these positions publicly meanwhile they're losing the entire base and then you're going to be done like there this it's I, done it's a done deal
2: i couldn't believe how many of these candidates have fell into like the impeachment trap though like even nancy pelosi is smart enough to know that that's just going to help donald trump yeah. and like almost every single one of them up there were saying it i mean like, thank God, there's at least one sane person. Tulsi Gabbard is talking about why don't we ease tensions with other nuclear powers like Russia because that's actually serious; could possibly be a world-ending thing. Yeah,
1: and then, and then there was like a weird conversation last night about whether you would completely take like nuclear war off the table or not. And I don't, I don't even entirely remember how it came up, but it became a discussion and. There were candidates who were not willing to say, like, um, no, I won't take nuclear war off the table.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's just it it's so and not even that, but nuclear first strike. Like nobody has yeah. even attacked us yet, but we're gonna yeah. nuclear. <laughs> come on. All right. Yeah.
0: That's where we're I, at. I'm trying to think Democrats. how that how that how would that come up? Because I mean, you know, North Korea barely even came up on a blip tonight. You know, it was mentioned They, could, they couldn't
2: even nuke us. I mean, maybe South Korea, but no. No, they not.
0: couldn't. Well, Russia didn't really come up either, except for, uh, God, somebody had a, a Corey Booker going off about how the Russians are going to come for our black women voters. <laughs> that was such a weird, I was like, what are you talking about, Corey? What? He's like, the Russians are coming for you, and our most vulnerable women, the black women. You're like, All right. I didn't know Putin had the, had a specific fetish, but you know, BBWs, man, whatever you're going to go for. (laughs)
2: All
0: right. So let's get into some specifics here. Um, I don't even know. It's hard to find. So we've got a list of different, different topics, but was there a moment that stood out to you as, as somebody being more libertarian than others? And I suspect we'll all have a similar, a similar one to, to cite, but I'll go with you first, Howie. What was your most libertarian moment of this debate?
2: So I don't know if it was the most libertarian, but I enjoyed it the most and it was libertarian. But when Tulsi went after Kamala for being a cop and Good. brought about, yeah, you put 15,000 people in jail for <laughs> marijuana that laughed about it. You were like, I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest. Actually, since you started this late while I was waiting here, I donated five bucks to Tulsi Gabber campaign. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need more of this.
0: Yeah, that was a gorgeous moment. Jen, what about you?
1: and this is my personal hobby horse, but I was really glad that Julian Castro had at least a moment to try to discuss his plan for decriminalizing border.
0: Okay. Yeah. I want to talk to you about yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cause, cause I, cause for me, I tweeted out, you know, I'm trying to think, I was like, I, I don't think decriminalizing the border is really going to change much either way necessarily. Um, you know, I guess, you could say that is if it's not a, i mean either way these people aren't charged necessarily with a crime you know, they they're getting put in to get processed basically to go to to go have a judge have all these things so if they decriminalize what happens to the Because i just don't know what i don't know what's going to change by decriminalizing it and making it a civil matter rather than okay now it's a crime i, I just don't see what's really going to change and how you're going to handle it
1: okay so how it basically boils down now is if you have the border it's a misdemeanor But it is a misdemeanor that you can be charged with jail time if somebody chooses to charge you with that, and so that is what is leading to a lot of the detentions in CPB. And I'm I'm going to try to make this short because I can go on for forever on immigration. But from what I understand on Castro's plan and the idea of decriminalizing the border is, you really take that that offense of hopping the border illegally. And taking it from being something that you can have jail time for to something that is a misdemeanor, the way we understand a misdemeanor to be, which is like if you got a parking ticket and you could get a fine for that.
0: So instead of detaining them then because they could be going to jail, they would then just kind of turn them around, give them a ticket, be like, get out of here.
2: It's like a summary offense, like when I got the public drunkenness. Like right. That.
0: But but then, so then, you but know, they immediately fine. let them go, right? It's like busy catch and release. There's-
1: yeah, basically. And if, and a lot of the people who are hopping the border, and again, I'm going to try to keep this short because there's a lot of backstory on this. But, okay, so say you hopped the border and then you go present yourself to Border Patrol and you say, I'm applying for asylum. Hmm. You still committed that misdemeanor of hopping the border. So if you decriminalize that and you make that be something that's more of a fine versus something that you can be jailed for, then you eliminate that ability to detain somebody just for hopping the border. It's like, okay, so you did this thing and there's say a $500 fine or a thousand dollar fine or whatever dollar fine. And you're still, it's not open borders in the way that it's still, it's, it's the way like decriminalizing versus legalizing. Right.
0: But but then, well, here's the, but then I, I look forward to the future that or nobody pays their fine and then they come over and then there's a warrant for them anyway. So then they get detained. Yeah. So it's kind of like a zero. I mean, either way, you're still going to get detained eventually because none of these people are going to pay the fine. And then they're yeah. going to have a warrant for them. And then it's gonna be like, well, now we can detain you. So it's basically de- de- delaying the inevitable. So, um,
2: I, I was glad to hear a couple candidates. I think Tulsi is one of them talking about we need to make the legal immigration process easier and like you know actually able. Yeah, to that was a good do. point.
0: But yeah, and she so, said that in advance of like she said, don't put the cart in front for the horse. She was asked about I think paying for education for legals. And, and to was, like, me, I mean, the immigration system.
2: I don't want anybody kept in inhumane conditions, and and I'm fine with I'm anybody. Afraid, yeah. I'm fine with anybody coming in, and like you know, I I don't like us paying social benefits, but that's like a pittance compared to the money. Like that's not what's bankrupting. it. It's like a drop in the bucket. The only thing I'm concerned about is people coming from like these leftist South American countries and voting. I just don't want people voting that don't understand like, with all the problems we have, what has made America like free and prosperous and why it's a place you want to come to. Yeah. I just don't want everyone from South America coming here and voting to make it like South America, just like people from California moved to Texas and other places to <laughs> start voting for all the same things that we like their yeah. state. like to me, it's like, let everybody come in just quick, please get some like voter ID laws or something. No. I don't know.
0: Well, uh, on that topic, I tweeted this out, uh, Sarcastically, but still, it holds true. Gary Johnson still better better plan for fixing the immigration issue, I think, than anybody on stage tonight. Uh, because Gary's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher. It, it's been a pretty long time, but Gary's position was basically just to really open it up as far as working visas, allow people to go back and forth across the border and work freely, and that really, right there, would solve a lot of the problem. I mean, yeah. just enabling people to come over and have a day work visa, go home, keep the money, go back, you know, pay the taxes for whatever you're here. And when you get paid the wages, there you go.
2: And the, the only people that I am worried about coming are, say, like terrorists. So solution to that, let's stop bombing people all over the world and, like, have, making them, creating terrorists and making them hate us and want to come here and attack us. There you go. That would be my solution for that. And also, like, violent criminals, where so it's like, well, maybe if we ended the drug war, which puts all this, like, profit behind these uh, violent cartels and makes it worth doing all this awful shit for, that might uh, change things a bit.
0: Yeah. Jen, you are going to give something to add. <laughs> maybe many things but we just keep talking and then you probably forget them and then you come back to- <laughs> that
1: is all assuming that these are economic migrants which they are not at this point especially people coming from the northern triangle and again I don't want to make this a whole thing about immigration because I can go on for hours and hours and hours on that point but yeah the, the asylum process is something that is People say it's being abused, but it's the only way that these people have to try to get any kind of legal status in this country. And it's it, it it's really a very deep, kind of complicated issue. And I mean I'm I'm happy to get into it if somebody wants to.
0: Nah, <laughs> not on this show. We get too much other shit to get into. But <laughs> give me give me the cliffs notes real quick.
1: Um basically People coming from the Northern Triangle, I mean, obviously, you're talking about Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala. These are, to be blunt, shithole countries. I mean, it is what it is. And it's countries that are very rife with just gang wars. You've got, like, government corruption. You've got all this stuff. And so these people are fleeing these kind of situations.
2: It's like Baltimore, right? (laughs)
1: Kind of. Except Except
0: rats rats don't leave the sinking ship. They stay and they breed in Baltimore.
1: (laughs) Except if you're in Baltimore, you can just pack up and leave and go to another country and nobody really asks you any questions. But for these people, there is no other legal option other than the asylum process. Like the visa process that we have right now is not really available to these people. Like you can't apply for a work visa because obviously you have to have an employer sponsoring you and non-work visas like are just insanely difficult to get right now anyway. So this is their only way of trying to do it legally. And there's a lot of shit going on at the border that is just straight up illegal and extra legal. And so this is, it, it it's complicated basically yeah. it is,
0: well it is it's very complicated, yeah, it's very complicated that's well, that's the problem with any of these any of these uh, these problems that get put put out here, and that's what nobody seems to want to acknowledge is that these are all incredibly complicated issues. Any single thing they put out there is way too complicated, and these people come out they don't really have a solution for it other than some broad proposal, which is itself is going to have all these different ramifications so typically this Say something nice. They dance around it, and then nothing changes. In reality, like we looked at why Obama and Trump had the exact same goddamn policies on the border, it's because they say something different, and nothing else changes because they get in there. They get in the office. They go, "Oh shit, ah, let's leave it." So,
2: how about when Biden got called out on Obama's record of being deporter in chief? That was awesome.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm done and I'm with it. And by the and by Don Lemon,
2: yeah, right. <laughs> the, the only thing I was torn about when he, he responded, he's like, "Well, you know, I gave my advice to the president. In confidence, I'm not going to break that." <laughs> like, I, I, I kind of do feel like you should be like, if if you can't do that, like, I don't know. It'd be yeah. funny
0: if Obama <laughs> Biden's like, "I gave my I gave my advice and confidence on that," but basically saying like, Yo, "You shouldn't do it." And Obama's like, "The fuck you did, motherfucker!" And I'm on his couch. <laughs> 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 you throw me under the bus, Biden.
2: Didn't but you no, have enough j- trouble with
0: buses earlier? Joe Biden
2: <laughs> is like running against Joe Biden of the past. Like his feeling <laughs> yeah, is. is like I gotta undo all the things I did of uh, my career as a politician. Yeah, totally.
1: Like, but that's like every front runner right now. though, was like yeah. you're running against you of the past. Like it's oh yeah, Biden. It's Kamala. It's Bernie. It's Warren. It's. Every front runner it has that same problem.
2: He's so old. I don't know if you guys heard. I didn't hear exactly what he said, but like when they're introducing the beginning, he came out first and Kamala came out and he said something to her. He called her kid.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he was <laughs> like, I, I, I'm going to get yeah. you kid. Do you guys think Biden had like, I mean, somebody slipped Joe Biden, some extra Werther's originals tonight. Cause he was, <laughs> he was fucking fired up, man. Like he was coming out swinging.
2: He I, he seemed like he couldn't put a coherent thought together. Even at the end of the day. He's, like, he's like go to Joe 30303. <laughs> was he reading it wrong? Was there a teleprompter he wasn't reading correctly? How do I go to Joe 3030?
1: <laughs> I don't know how to internet. How do I do <laughs> but I mean, go he, he on didn't, the internet and put the buttons? I don't oh. know.
2: He didn't say he should I think he meant to say text do like, <laughs> yeah. you like know, yeah oh that's probably what it is, is. that's probably it's like what you can't go to website joe 3030 <laughs> dude you're totally right that is
0: 100 what happened go on <laughs> your phone and do the the
1: things that you young kids use your, use your fingers
0: oh another great moment i jotted this down fuck where was it um oh old biden had it's like they asked about the tpp and I swear to God, he had one note written down for the for a response. And it was just rules of the road. Because said like three <laughs> times the response. He's like, well, we need to make sure that we set the rules of the road. They're not the Chinese. Because they're rules of the road. We're not a bad example here. And like he just kept saying the wrong thing at the wrong time and then reverting to rules of the road. It was like a catchphrase. It was like a nervous tick. But yeah. But but he had some, he had some grandpa moments. But I also think, though, he came out like he had some zingers, though. Like, he had some good ones. I loved his line on Gillibrand where he was like, well, you went to all these places with me and you were applauding all my efforts for helping women. And the only thing that seems to have changed is you became a presidential candidate now. Like, that was pretty fucking on point.
2: Dude, but, you know, she was totally hanging on him before because he's the vice president, you know, pumping his ego. Just like when she said, first thing i do it, Clorox the Oval Office or whatever oh, yeah. a, somebody, waka, tweeted waka, out, waka. somebody tweeted out somebody tweeted out picture her with Harvey Weinstein picture her with Bill Clinton it's like <laughs> oh yeah better, better Clorox at Oval Office <laughs> like man. yeah there's
1: a couple there's a couple of them that had zingers like that where yeah. it's like well you were like this 15 minutes ago and now you're here mm-hmm. and so now you gotta attack me but it's just uh, this this debate was boring to me compared to at least last night it just uh god, i
2: wish i saw last night
1: Damn. yeah man.
0: well uh, marianne williams no, she was I, last I, night. Mark, mark got to saw her, see her i haven't gotten to see her yet I, I missed the first time she was on i missed this time she was on oh my god you guys didn't see marianne never no Damn. i i'd, I'd record oh my uh, god. last night so i missed the debates i was busy doing shit all i know is she said dark forces and that cracked me up yeah, Unless I mean hoping Joe Biden would have a slip in the time. I've watched
2: some clips of her, but I've never seen one of the debates that she was in.
0: Oh my god. Am I the only I've person? I've seen that, like, two
2: of the four debates and both of them were not Marianne. Yeah, me too.
1: Am I the only person that just like tortures myself by watching all of this just to make content?
0: I would I would have watched last night, except Tuesday, Wednesday it was I just couldn't do it. Cause I got to yeah, I gotta record Tuesday nights for. Yeah, I had stuff to do.
2: I, I DVR'd it. I'm like, maybe I'll watch it before this one today. Yeah. Then I listened to the recap and I'm like, yeah, I think I got the gist.
0: Yeah. I guess give over it. Um, well, okay. Oh God. Gone. I, I was going to ask another, I was going to ask another question. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say, what's the most statist moment of the debate, but I don't know. It was all pretty goddamn statist. Uh, all of it. <laughs> yeah. Hard to really pinpoint a moment. Um, so
2: I'll say one status thing though, that, uh, the fact that who was, was it Kamala that she's going to find corporations 1% of their profits yearly for each like yeah. percent of like disparity, of this like mythical wage gap.
0: Yeah, it, it's insane. Well, so, that kind of plays into the next one, which is who is the most totalitarian, i.e. scariest candidate on stage. And that one, I, I have two options that I chose, but I'll let you guys decide first.
2: Oh, for me, it's Kamal Harris for sure. Cop in chief. <laughs>
1: well, obviously, but I want to back it up for a moment okay. on the status moment because I actually, and this is kind of to bring it back to night one and the argument that happened on night one. I would say the most statist on this night was Joe Biden mm-hmm. based on his kind of ideas on border security. And kind of echoing back to night one, and I know we're not supposed to be talking about night one, but there was a certain dichotomy going on on night one between kind of more of the, 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 the decrim crowd versus the quote unquote border security crowd. And the border security crowd, obviously Bernie. Be- and liz because obviously if you're going to have a welfare state yeah. then you have to have strong borders obviously that's again that's the whole other argument but whatever and the crowd that's more towards like the julian castro idea of decriminalizing the border mm-hmm. and it was a much more stark difference on night one than it was on night two And Biden was really the only person on night two that I heard really kind of espousing that border security night one kind of jam.
0: Well, that was his crickets moment. I mean, when he was like, we need to have, you know, it should be illegal to cross the border legally. And it was like when he finished talking, it was like dead silence in the audience. I'd not heard anything like that before. (laughs) You can hear a cricket jerking off in the background. But yeah, you're right. That was that was a little uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, That's interesting
2: about Bernie. I didn't I didn't see last night, so I didn't know that. But I mean it makes sense. I mean, if you're yeah. preaching this oh. communist nonsense, like if you if you have to take into account the whole world, now you and all your supporters are in the one percent pal. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: okay. exactly
1: right. Yeah, Bernie went kind of hard on yeah. night one on the border security kind of jam. Well,
0: yeah. how about this uh phrase from de Blasio? I think it was his opening remarks. I came in, I was a little late coming in because I had work shit. I just couldn't get out of but I think De Blasio opened up by saying he's like People say they don't want to restructure society He's like I want to restructure society And I was like Jesus Christ uh, Stalin back in the Fuck <laughs> off there guy yeah. Like how's that worked out in New York for you, you know, People are fleeing in droves but that was a terrifying Moment um,
2: I was surprised he didn't mention that he had a mixed race Kid no. like, like he did at the uh, previous debate <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah that's true he did drop that in the previous debate
2: it was uh <laughs> cory booker's talking about like how bad of a neighborhood he lived in and he's <laughs> like well you know i've got a mixed race kid and
0: i think I, cory I, was like in my neighborhood we say you're drinking the kool-aid and it's like everybody <laughs> says that cory that's not a fucking your neighborhood thing he's yeah. talking about i was
2: also surprised they had an american flag there <laughs> and sang the like national anthem i was actually like not that it's a good or bad thing but i was shocked like for sure i was like oh wow <laughs> the democrats are doing this now well, yeah. that's
1: a thing that they did on night one and night two. Like, they're, like the, the national anthem is a thing that they do now. I
2: don't. I was hoping so that, bad somebody I, would I kneel. I wanted one of them to kneel so bad.
1: <laughs> I was waiting. Like, everybody was waiting. Nobody kneeled. And, like, we're all so disappointed. Oh, but, God, it would be so funny. And this is probably a function of everybody who I follow and everybody who I'm friends with. But nobody... Who I know in New York City likes Bill de Blasio. They all actively hate his act uh, yeah. and wish he would die in a fire. So.
0: Yep. Yet he still keeps getting reelected and reelected and reelected. I don't fucking get it. I think maybe because he gets reelected because everybody that hates him slowly moves out of the state. So it's just like the seven oh, people man. that vote for him are the only ones. And that's yeah, like, the, like he's got the. The majority like
2: it
1: like it like it's only the people that I'm friends with in New York City who are voting against the
0: Blasio. I just don't get it.
2: Hey, well, how so about Not uh, oh so that this matters, but Kristen Gillibrand's fake eyelashes were driving me nuts because she couldn't stop blinking her eyes like crazy. <laughs> And at oh the very, very end, when Andrew Yang was talking, he's like, we're all up here, makeup on our faces. As are like, oh, <laughs> please say, and fake eyelashes and look at <laughs> I,
1: <toe> <laughs> I have so many thoughts about the fake eyelashes on night one and night two. Can somebody get a full strip, please? <laughs> and thank you. Neither one of you understands what the fuck I just said.
0: (laughs) I figured you're talking about stripping on stage, which I I was for. Marianne Williamson looks pretty fit. Just let's go for it.
1: (laughs) No, it's like, whoever whoever was doing the makeup for these women, like figure out how to put on fake eyelashes. And this is from somebody who never puts fake eyelashes on herself because I'm afraid of blowing my eyes shut. But, (laughs) oh, my God, no. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna say what's what's the funniest moment of the night for you guys? Is it I mean it could be Gillibrand fake eyelashes, but I mean for me, I, I had a few of them. I really thought uh, Andrew yang's. <laughs> how do you how would you handle climate change he's like nothing is meant to be funny but i laughed he's like well <laughs> it's too late you just got to move higher move to higher land <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
2: i enjoyed that too <laughs> real
0: talk hilarious yeah real talk real talk with angie yang move your loved ones higher tough nuts
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but i did wonder like if this is a real thing like why isn't insurance or like say building a big hotel on the coast out like crazy. Like those people crunch their numbers and they know
0: why does Al Gore own beachfront property? Why does Bernie Sanders, all these people, you know, none of them believe that
2: I won't take any of them seriously until they start talking about nuclear energy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jen something to add about the, uh, what's your funniest moment? I saw you reacting just to the, the, the climate change thing, but what do you have for a funny moment too?
1: Oh my God. Like I just, it's, there isn't a funny one because all these people are just statist as fuck, and I find it very hard to laugh. <laughs> like it, it, it's one of those where it's like, I, I, I hate all of you. I hate all of you. Every person on stage, I hate you. Well, agree. Because Marianne's not there. You got to laugh at and, the absurdity, and, and not in in Tulsi. I'll I'll give Tulsi something of a pass. Yeah, especially because of her white suit. <laughs> Which
0: everybody else I
2: thought that was a good loves. move. A good yeah. move. She stood out from the beginning.
0: She yeah, and by the way, she also got rid of her skunk stripe. Do you notice
2: that? Oh, I like that. I didn't notice, but damn
1: it.
0: She got rid of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not really. Like it's just kind of I don't know who did her hair, but it's just kind of like hidden a little bit. Like I saw it.
0: Did like, you? It's I thought I, could it's kind I could, of like I was staring, and I thought that I thought maybe it just got combed back, but it was so prominent in the first debate.
1: It was like combed back and like gelled down, and so like it like maybe the light wasn't hitting it. Okay. Before, anyway.
0: What about this moment? Did you guys like at <laughs> it's the end? Uh, discussing discussing. is Tulsi's. We're talking about the real important issues that matter. Here. Exactly. Uh,
2: oh, something I thought was funny was like when uh <laughs> they called Don Lemon out for using Republican talking points. It's like what? Oh. oh
1: my God.
2: <laughs> who was that? Kamala Harris? Who said that? <laughs>
0: Uh, her, Kamala Harris called out another Democrat she's like when she got because Kamala Harris by the way had a terrible night I thought I thought I thought she got beaten like a fucking rented mule all night by people
2: yeah
0: and like at one point she had legit criticism of her being a, you know her time as the attorney general and she's like these are Republican talking points I think she was to okay. to Bennett or something
1: but let me explain to y'all about the Republican talking points thing because y'all didn't watch night one yeah Okay, so Elizabeth Warren on night one basically everything she didn't want to talk about or anything that she disagreed with was a Republican talking point.
0: Oh, she'd go, hi, nah,
1: and, nah, nah, like that. And well, no, it's like, oh, well, you're just spouting Republican talking points.
0: Yeah, and get out of jail <laughs> so free card. That's,
1: and that's why Republican talking points is kind of a thing right now
0: because yeah. it, it started on night one. It's such a goddamn cheap out. I think another time, I I,
2: I could be remembering this wrong, but another time might have come out when uh, they were talking about Kirsten Gillibrand signing on to the Green New Deal. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "Uh, so realistically, how would this work? How would you pay for this? (laughs) And her answer, she totally did not answer that question. No, of
0: course
1: But yeah, like if you didn't watch Night One, you don't, get the republican talking points kind of joke that we get is, it jen is,
0: is watch what it night is. one stop rubbing it in our faces good for you, watch you both know. nights people that's all i'm saying is you gotta watch well, look people will have listened to the first debate recap when they hear this <laughs> did you. you guys
2: see ben shapiro's republican talking points joke
0: no, what are you saying? No,
2: it was like it was like his wife. Hey, why don't you go fold the laundry? And, his, and him. Hey, why don't you quit it with these Republican talking points?
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's a joke now. Like everything that you don't like is a Republican talking point. Uh,
0: I do love it. I'll use that on my wife. Um, <laughs> no, one more thing to add about the funny stuff because I was just laughing. And my wife got home right as like the end of the debate. And of course, I didn't help her putting the of the groceries away because I had to pay attention to the debate.
1: Well, of so, course.
0: But I was cackling Republican on the couch. Points. It, yeah, it's I was like Republican talking points, for <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was cackling on the couch, and I mean cackling when uh, I want to say Juan Castro Julian Julian Castro, right? I,
2: I, last I, debate sure. wasn't he wasn't he Julian Castro the I last debate. He now him now him. he's now he's Julian.
0: Yeah, Julian 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 anyway. So Julian, Julian Julian at the end, he gives you know gives his wrap-up speech. And then he goes, so, adios, in this crazy <laughs> fucking accent. And it sounded like the, it sounded like the waiter at exactly. fucking Chi-Chi's, like the white high school waiter at <laughs> chi being like, thank you for coming. Here's your check. Adios. Like, it was fucking so, ridiculous.
2: So this came up at the the last debate, because remember, like, <laughs> Beto O'Rourke and Cory Booker speaking yeah. Spanish? Yeah, at least there and, was like, none of that and, this debate. And, like, the only Hispanic person on the stage is julian castro and, <laughs> yeah. and apparently he barely speaks any spanish at all
0: well you could tell you could tell by his side because it
2: was yeah, fucking yeah. ridiculous
1: although i would like to say that over both nights nobody spoke spanish
0: yeah thank god well they probably got a lot of notes cnn probably got notes on that being like what are you doing why don't, why are you like, doing
1: don't don't fucking do that That's anymore okay everybody's freaked yeah. out don't do it okay everybody
0: unanimously all of america left and right alike rolled their eyes when they started speaking spanish although then again beto spoke like three words in the first night so he, i don't think beto that slave owner <laughs> if you saw beto came out uh as a as a ancestral uh descendant of a slave owner so
1: oh well i thought he was supposed to be spanish hey
2: did you guys hey, had see lots, everybody had slaves Did you guys see the Tulsi co-sponsor the audit, the Fed bill?
0: Yeah. Yes. It's awesome. But yet, don't talk about that. You know, they did us fucking cut rates again. Nobody's talking about monetary policy. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It affects every single American every single day of their lives. Eh, Doesn't matter.
2: Like, oh, yes, yeah. liberty. Well, let's see. The, the stock market's at a record high. Unemployment's yeah. at a record low. We better cut rates. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean, I, I, there's this awesome thing for like a former kind of camera. He's like a head of a monetary commission or something, but just like ranting about the exact thing. He's like, this is like, it's in the upside down. It's fucking Stranger Things crazy I think, now.
2: I think powell's just afraid he'll get fired if he doesn't. Yeah, it's funny.
1: I, I, I. I I mean, anybody who doesn't go along with Trump in his administration gets fired. But the Fed is... What about
2: John Bolton? Will that please happen? (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting. Please fire John Bolton. Oh,
1: my God. I thought, like, I thought, like, after the second, like, dunking on John Bolton and basically... Literally sending him out to like Mongolia. Oh, that's
0: <laughs> <cool>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He went to go meet with Kim Jong-un on in North Korea, South Korea DMZ situation. I thought maybe that was the end, mm. but apparently not. No, no, he's still there.
0: Like I, I, I thought he would fun of him play. all the time. He makes fun of him all the time in meetings. He like jokes about John Bolton. He's like he's like, "Ah, oh, didn't you want to nuke them into dust, John?" Like he mocks him. Bolton's still there and Trump's still employing him. I don't fucking get it. I don't get it either. All right. Well, how about this next question? Which candidates do you think helped themselves the most in this debate and which one hurt themselves the most in this debate?
1: Hmm.
2: Well, go ahead. I think even though I didn't know who the, who the hell he was before this, I think Bennett, like to most normal Americans that were listening, are like, "Oh, holy shit! One of these people is actually saying some reasonable things." That, that's my pick himself.
0: too. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think Tulsi helped herself. Um, I mean, I wish she went a little more hard anti-war, but maybe that doesn't play that well to the rest of America that aren't libertarian.
0: No, she went pretty. I think she went pretty good like anti-war later on. She only had to warm I mean, up to a little bit. I,
2: I guess but. she got to, She had to talk about other things too, because she can't just be the Oh, she's just the one that wants to end the wars and nothing else. Yeah. Um, I think Kamala Harris hurt herself tonight. Bad. Jen.
1: I will say if I had to go with just tonight, I would say Bennett, who I, I in both my husband are now referring to as like Charlie Kirk shrunk face. Because have you ever seen those memes where like somebody shrinks Charlie Kirk's face? It looks like that. But uh, I mean, I don't think anybody came off particularly well. Like I think Tulsi could have done better with the time that she was given. Yeah. Not I mean, and she wasn't given a shit ton of time, so there. There's that. So. Um, I don't really think anybody came off super good in this debate, honestly.
0: That's- I mean, I, I think that – I actually think that – so I agree. Bennett uh, definitely, I think, came off pretty well to me. I also think – that you guys might not agree with me on this – I actually think that Joe Biden did a lot for himself in this debate. He may not have – I mean, he had his, his doddering old senile moments, but he showed energy and spunk. I thought that he actually did a decent job of going on the attack and defending himself. Much more than in the first debate, so I think he actually made ground up, and in the meantime, also made Harris look real bad. As did everybody, you know. I, I mean, Harris just, like I said, Harris came out just abysmally, and I think Gillibrand too. I think Gillibrand really came off shitty. Oh this God, yeah. yeah. Like awful. She didn't have much time. When she did, she just kind of wasted it. Um,
1: I mean, I think, and and here's my thing, and this and this is also kind of the way I view bernie bernie on night one is like okay you didn't give me anything new and i mean yeah. biden biden did better than he did on the first debates like he he was he was more awake and present yeah. and <laughs> reactive
2: not not a high bar but yes i agree well that exactly <laughs> yeah, i but, mean i'm, I'm not I'm but not
0: he sorry. doesn't need a high bar he's the front runner that's the thing if he just keeps you yeah. keel. He's fine. Like he'll get the nomination. Yeah,
2: I, I tell the, you what, the Clinton people. Are oh no, not, let, let Jed finish her. Oh, statement.
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, you you can go. But I was just I was just gonna
2: say the Clinton people <laughs> won't let Sanders get it. That's it. Okay. I
1: mean, it's <laughs> I, he did well enough. I will say that, and everybody else, like I just I'm I'm very underwhelmed by night two, honestly. I, aside from. William Castro kind of trying to introduce immigration discussions that might actually like be something of a productive solution to something. I just, I, I'm, I'm underwhelmed, honestly.
0: This is just pure night to racism. Um, what, um, (laughs) Oh, speaking of any, did you guys catch any unintentionally racist statements from candidates tonight?
1: I, I didn't. I mean, Biden. Biden stayed away
2: from that
1: for obvious reasons. Biden stayed the fuck away from that. But I, it just the topic didn't come up. And there's,
0: yeah, surprisingly, right? Because race came up like a million times night one. Like I watched some supercut where they said racism like 130 times.
1: Yeah, like night one and night two are completely different kinds of things and if you didn't watch night one, I would say go back and watch it because it's really, it's, and even going back to the, the, the first democratic debates, night one, night two,
0: they're really different. I wish I had made a drinking game. If I had known that Jen was going to talk about night one so many times tonight, I would have made a drinking game where people had to drink. listening to this podcast. Every time you say night one, people will be hammered off their ass. Be destroyed, sorry, but this this one just
1: was not. I mean, it just wasn't like it wasn't <laughs> as interesting as night one. Stop drink, everybody drink.
0: Um, okay, everybody well, drink. Just uh, and anyway. Howie, anything? Did anything catch your eye or anything racist?
2: So no, I didn't hear anything racist. But I also don't think Trump's Baltimore tweets are racist. So maybe I'm not the best. I joke. I
0: didn't either. But oh, well, I'll I know, tell you.
2: But I, I'll tell you one thing that is racist. <laughs> the, you know? the D C don't know but how many c's there are on it they uh three. they're like like half of it is white people but people are complaining oh. too many white people they, so they yeah. just laid off a bunch of staff because saying, they're white yeah they, they fired like 10 fired white people. people because of the color of their yeah. skin yeah they yeah. fired everybody
0: yeah that is a because up of the shit. color
2: of their skin yep <laughs> that's some racist shit right there Yeah, it
0: is that isn't well i'll tell you the one one thing that caught my ear slash eye uh they were talking about segregation in schools and that was one thing where i was like it's not racist racist but just it, it pissed me off because they're talking about how schools are you know, segregated right now and i'm like well they fucking wouldn't be if you had vouchers and you had school choice for people because then they could just mix and match you can send your kids to different schools and you have people integrating don't you so that was something that really pissed me off and i thought was kind of racist
2: yeah I, I was when they said that i was like really i'm like i don't know i'm not in school so. Yeah, i had to take his word for it but
1: i'll I'll take it a step further de blasio actually came out saying that he fucking hates charter schools and Mm -hmm. he hates school choice in new york and that everybody
0: those black kids in the ghetto i say
2: (laughs) (laughs) is
1: some kind of elitist fuckwit i guess i don't know but Yeah. yeah de blasio is definitely
0: against school choice that's no, exactly it That's anybody against school choice anybody again anybody that's for public you know just sucking the dick of these fucking unions and is against school choice against vouchers against charter schools they keep children segregated 100 percent.
2: i hate public schools and i hate unions
0: yep there you, go. Yep. There you um, go um okay what about this how about who do you think's not going to make it through to the next round of the debates
1: oh i will uh, i
2: need develops. i need to a- I need to pull up like a picture of who all was in tonight's because it's kind of <laughs> it's going to be at least half of them because they're cutting it down from twenty to ten. Oh, they, oh I didn't
0: realize that. I, so I'm sure, yeah, like, right? We need a Game of Thrones thing.
2: I'm sure. Even though I think he should stay, Bennett will be out. I think Inslee will be out. I think De Blasio will be out. Um, let's see who else was in tonight's. I think will be out. So I mean, else I say some people. I agree. I think
0: Gillibrand will be gone gillibrand uh, i think she
2: might have staying power but
0: i don't man she just had such a shitty show and i i she's pulling it at atrocious levels too she's pulling at, at sub tulsi gabber levels oh okay Jen, you, any inspirations from those those names i think bennett i think bennett might make it through by the way i think i think he might make.
2: he it only got in because swallow dropped out swalwell yeah. Swole. 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 He had he to have swole. him drop out to even get into the game.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Gillibrand's – honestly, Andrew Yang. Yeah. Andrew Yang will stand because he's interesting enough, and I guess he's kind of pulling well, but he was. I also thought he was a little underwhelming tonight. He had a couple of good points, but Inslee's definitely gone. I think Gillibrand's gone. I guess probably Ben has gone.
1: Okay. So I predicted that nobody would drop out between the first and second rounds and Swole. 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 <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck you pronounce his name, he proved me wrong. But here's my thing. is I don't think that anybody currently in is going to drop out before, say, the holiday slash first of the year. And here's why. There's so many people polling at abysmal numbers that there's no reason for you to drop out because you're polling. Yeah. At, a, at an abysmal number and the dichotomy between polling and fundraising is so massive right now it's like it's insane like for quarter two pete buddha judge smoked everybody on mm-hmm. fundraising like he i forget it's either 25 or 27 million dollars in quarter two the next Person up was Sanders with eighteen million.
0: yeah,
1: and Buddha judge is pulling it what? Not even five percent. Mm. so if there's no real good reason for you to drop out at this point, and this is also it's incredibly early. Like this is Wait, this, wait, this wait, whole wait. thing is like insanely early. Was
2: was the question drop out or not makes the next not debate? Make the, not, yeah,
0: who's going to not make this debate though? Cuz well, like, if you're not in debates, I think it, you're going to go. Cuz it goes dumb. from
2: it goes from 20 to 10 for the next debate. So
0: I mean well, even Cory Booker, I right? I mean Cory Booker honestly sucked ass tonight too. I uh, he could drop that or he could he could not get next to me. My wife
2: hates his voice so much. She like, goes crazy every time he speaks. She thinks he sounds like like a retarded Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 did, I didn't hear it, but then she played okay. a clip of when he was trying to speak Spanish, and it's like, oh yeah, that sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm like, alright. <laughs> I'll, I'll even
1: pick up that point, because I have been somebody who's been very vocal in saying that the DNC fucked up in the mm. way that they did these debates. Like, they screwed up and now they're trying to rectify their fuck up. I'm not entirely sure what the requirements are supposed to be for the debates in this in September. And from what I understand, neither are any of the campaigns. So who is and is not going to qualify? I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think anybody's going to drop out. I think everybody is going to try to meet whatever, requirements they have and god please make this be one night of debate please that's all i fucking ask
2: well it's definitely they're cutting it down to 10 so that should just be one and i'd like i'd like to ask all of our listeners right now send out Close your eyes and through your third eye, send out all the good vibes and energy to try to make sure that Marianne makes it into the next one. Yeah, world. Marianne. Oh, Marianne's <laughs> making it in. If all the lions psychic energy combined <laughs> wills this, it will happen.
1: Oh, that ain't even a question. She's making it in.
2: Yeah. But we gotta beak those dark forces.
1: <laughs> but not that anybody in the DNC ever listens to me ever, obviously. But when I did my 2016 postmortem. I specifically said that the DNC should not make the same mistake that the RNC made in 2015 and letting every Tom, Dick, and Harry fucking run and put them all on a stage. And they did that and then some. Like, you've got 20 candidates on a stage. You have to split this up between two nights. Like, who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Like, Mm -hmm. who? The ratings
0: ratings monsters, that's who?
1: Like this is horrible! Like we have to watch four hours of debates. <laughs> I, I,
0: I um, no, please. not even debates. <laughs> I even I wouldn't even call them debates. Four hours of, you know, posturing, uh, personal attacks, and bumper stickering. Well, That's really what all these well, things I mean,
1: are. Jake Tapper, bless his heart, tried his best.
0: He did. Oh, well, what was your favorite? Yeah, I would. I would wrap up on this. What was your favorite moderator moment, if you have one, of the evening? Of this evening. I know it might be hard to think of, but there or moderate or we'll say non-debate candidate moments. How about that? What's your favorite non-debate candidate moment of the evening?
1: You're gonna be so mad at me because my my absolute Jake Tapper favorite moment was night one. And why did uh, nobody drink? Want to drink, drink. <laughs> drink. No, because Jake actually he actually started off by calling out both Bernie and Liz on the fact that in going back to the first debates that Bernie had to admit that in order to do Medicare for all the way he wants to do it, he'd have to raise taxes on the middle Mm -hmm. class and Jake called them out on it and they both ducked the question, but
0: yeah, well, of course, yeah,
1: on V, but I mean, I think Jake, did the
0: best job of all the moderators all right i i they already bit, voiced by i just i loved where don lemon pushed uh oh god I'm, I'm blanking on it don lemon pushed biden on deporting more illegals than obama or than uh, trump now i'm yeah, getting I'll drunk get, now i'm really getting drunk yeah i love that don lemon called biden out on that and was like well didn't you deport more people than donald trump has and blah blah, blah. so that and would you continue to do that or whatever it was so that was a great moment. Uh, and also, I greatly enjoyed the incoherent heckling that overtook several yes. parts
2: of the debate. I maybe. just wish they gave the hecklers some microphones. I, really want to I know, know,
0: what, they're what they're the saying. fuck were they saying?
2: But, yeah. Come on, you, this is ratings, people. People want to hear this. Yeah,
0: they're like, oh, r- 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 r. I'm like, what? what about- I went Let, so down to cl- the
2: heckling,
1: like, hell yes. Heckle every <laughs> one of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Do it.
2: I, I think one of the, the moment I liked... Was I think it was Dana Bash asking Kirsten Gillibrand how in any way this Green New Deal isn't any, is realistic. Like how yeah. do they realistically do any of this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the Democrats were like, it doesn't matter, man. It's just got to, as long as you believe yeah. everybody touch yeah, your heart i, I think that's what you wanted to
2: like we didn't think it'd be easy to put a man on the moon but jfk did it <laughs> so we'll figure out a way to oh my God. Yeah. magic up all this money <laughs>
0: yeah that was a lot of like everybody's wrap-up speeches too what is it biden's we're america we could do anything we could go ahead. We can, if we had a wooden leg, we could jump over a cow. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Joe?
2: Being <laughs> a conspiracy guy, though, whenever everyone's like, we put a man on the moon. And I was like, uh, did we, though? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, how about Tulsi Cavanagh, by the way, <laughs> at the end of the – and maybe, maybe I'll wrap on this just because it's kind of funny and i got to edit the show. Um, but what did any of you understand what Tulsi – or not Tulsi, what uh, Kamala Harris was talking about? She went on about Donald Trump being a predator – for five minutes and i didn't know what her goddamn point was every
2: time she said that i just thought about <laughs> hillary clinton calling like african americans predators right. <laughs> yeah. so i don't know super, don't predators. Know super predators howie
0: kamala harris is a cop
1: yeah go.
2: yeah And And I was also, I was also thinking like, what's worse than a predator killer or like, what's like, what is, what are you, if you can beat the predators, (laughs) something awful.
0: You're an even bigger predator. All (laughs) right. Well, that'll do it. Folks. Thank you both for joining me. Howie, always a pleasure. Jen, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can listen to you.
1: Okay, so you can find me on all of your podcast catchers either if you look for me at Gender Libertarian or Jen Monroe. And you can find me on Twitter, same way. Look for me under either Gender Libertarian or Jen Monroe. And yeah, that's where you can find me. And yeah, that's about it
0: there you go you can find me brian mcwilliams on electric liberty land every wednesday and of course howie you can find here there and everywhere as one of the founders of the lions of liberty the godfather of the lions of liberty really i mean i guess we founded the website but howie was a man who set the things in motion and of course he joins us on our various programs so guys that's gonna do it enough of uh enough of talking about these lunatics we'll have to see who makes the cut and in the meantime, keep on fighting the good fight for liberty. And uh, to all of you out there listening, uh, thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you later. That's it. Peace. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Um, like, goodbye to you all you, I, watchers.
2: Hey, one thing you know, I forgot to say. What? It, it's, this doesn't have to be in the show or anything, but um, so at the end when Tulsi giving her like closing like statement about like easing tensions and we didn't have to be in all these like dumb wars and stuff. She actually says like, it doesn't have to be this way at all. It's like, that's what Scott Horde keeps saying in those exact words, what she should be saying. Yeah. And I'm like Holy shit. Is she Bro, listening to Scott Horton?
0: That'd be awesome. If she was.
2: <laughs> and I, cause I, cause I, I kind of feel like that in the, her co-sponsoring the end of the fed thing or audit the fed, like, I think there's some libertarians in her ear, like giving her some.
0: Oh, guaranteed man. I guarantee there are. Well, there are libertarians at the live event in LA. Like she talked to Carrie Wedler, interviewed her and a couple other people. So Andrew Gagos was saying libertarians were in his coalition, but I think she's probably got more of them. All
2: right. Well,
1: another, I think about it, like a couple of the points that Biden was making when he was hammering Kamala on her, her healthcare plan, which I, we, we fucked up. We didn't talk about the health
0: care plan. <laughs> but, That's all right. We got a lot of, a lot of stuff to talk Everybody about.
2: Everybody knows it's socialist nonsense. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: exactly. But it was like,
1: um, did you read Peter Suderman's piece on on Kamala care? Like, mm. really kind of like nailing her on the fact of like, this is going to be insanely expensive. It's going to take place after, even if, if, yeah. even if she serves two terms. It's going to take place after she leaves office. Yep. And I was just like, damn, son
0: now biden biden went in swinging like i didn't even know he's like he's like it's gonna cost 30 trillion dollars i made it i was like is that accurate i haven't even heard that well the
2: the first time he said he's like this is gonna cost three trillion dollars over 10 years and was like oh shit that's a lot of money and then the next time he came up he's like that's gonna be 30 30 trillion trillion. yeah no like what is is it three or 30 that's a big fucking (laughs) difference (laughs) either way it's terrible
1: But yeah like the 10-year plan it's like oh
2: wow yeah. of course you got to put yeah. it off to like after you're done and you also need to get re-elected to accomplish
0: exactly it. that way you're never culpable and you can always be like oh well we're, we're doing it we're, it's part of the plan don't worry
1: i did a thing and then somebody else got elected and now we're not yeah. doing a thing but it's then, all my fault
0: so. yeah then after it fails you can be like well if only i had another term i could have made that made that yeah, sure. totally All right. Well, I'm including Uh, this all in the show. I'm going to say goodbye again. (laughs) Now we're really ending the show, so goodbye from all of us. See you later. Good night, Lions. All right. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Good night. (laughs) All right. You know what? I have one more thing to add on the end of this show, guys, because I forgot. We didn't get into it. I meant to mention this during the debate, but Cory Booker, Coward of the Night, and we didn't really talk much about Cory Booker during the show, mostly because he didn't really have anything interesting to say, but He was asked, as were many of the candidates, what they would do about the foreign entanglements, about bringing the troops home. Of course, Tulsi Gabbard was very good on this, saying, I'll bring them all home within the first year. I want them home. I want to focus on infrastructure. I want to focus on what we're doing here at home. I don't want to be entangled. I don't want to have regime change. I don't want to have endless wars. Things you've heard before from her, but are still important to say. Cory Booker, on the other hand, was asked about what he would do with the Middle East and, like a coward, like an establishment, statist shill. And he took the position that, well, we're in the Middle East and we can't pull out because think about the instability that would cause. We can't leave a vacuum. Basically saying, according to Cooey Booker, nothing changes. America stays in the Middle East. Our troops stay in the Middle East. We continue to have a presence there forever and ever and ever because, folks, we're never going to get out of there clean. And any of these assholes that say, well, we can't have a vacuum because then the terrorists will get in there to the same goddamn neocons that have been just fucking shit up for the last 50 years. So that's Cory Booker for you. Okay, now we're done with this show. Goodbye. Goodbye.